The faces of the spiritual beings were like faces that we see here on earth. Very interesting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembry. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV as we discover the Bible from Revelation or from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. It is interesting. Today, we begin our journey through the book of Ezekiel. This is absolutely stunning to look at this book. So we're going to be doing that in about five minutes. Ezekiel 1. Corey and Ryan are here. Corey. All right. So Ezekiel, the Babylonian exile. We see from Ezekiel that the Babylonian exile didn't just happen all at once. There was phases to it. And the outcomes of the Babylonian exile were different depending on the exile. So more on that later. Ryan. Today and tomorrow, I'm going to be spending some time in Ezekiel chapter 4 to try and figure out what Ezekiel's 430 days were. Very interesting. Janice? The awesomeness of God. Ezekiel 1, 1 through 14. Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Kibar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. On the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kibar. And the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself. And brightness was all around it, and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. Their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings. Their wings touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. Each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side. Each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side. And each of the four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces. Their wings stretched upward. Two wings of each one touched one another, and two covered their bodies and each one went straight forward. They went wherever the Spirit wanted to go, and they did not turn when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire, like the appearance of torches going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was bright, and out of the fire went lightning. 
and the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. Ezekiel chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Ezekiel chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 and 4. We read four chapters today in this book. It's a new prophet. This is an interesting prophet. You know, the Bible is truly a masterpiece. Not only does it communicate the ideas of God to us in language that is understandable and beautifully layered, but it also gives us glimpses into the spiritual world. The book of Ezekiel speaks of many things that are difficult to understand because they are spiritual things. Ezekiel himself was living in exile in Babylon. He was a priest by birth, banished from the temple of Jerusalem, unable to serve God as the book of Moses commanded him to do. And God still appeared to Ezekiel through the appointing of Ezekiel as a prophet. As a prophet? As a prophet. Ezekiel was shown visions and heard God speak to him in ways that he probably would not have gotten as a priest. As we read and explore the visions and the words of Ezekiel, let's carefully try to hear what God was and is saying today. Now, Ezekiel is a very interesting book because the last eight chapters deal with something very, very tricky to understand because it's spiritual. And, uh, some people suggest that it's also physical. I don't know, but we're going to read in the first part of this book, Ezekiel, who's living by the river Kibar in the shadow of ancient Babylon. This is amazing. And he speaks about the times that he is prophesying, and it's very interesting. So let's focus on that. Take your Bible guide, turn to that today as we go. If you don't have a Bible guide, you can call us or write to us or... And go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com and click on it, and it'll take you to a page of donation. Thank you for your donations. And a page where you can download it exactly how we printed it. Spiritual technology. Everybody's talking about AI. Everybody's talking about all of this other stuff. What about spiritual technology? What in the world is that about? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would help us to understand that all the technology we have is made by man, but the technology you have is spiritual. That's the divine technology. Help us to understand that in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to take your word, which is spiritual technology, and apply it to our hearts. Help us to hear it today. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we said together, amen. Now, let's go to Ezekiel. Let's learn what this says because it is something it says. It begins like this. Verse one. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Kibar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God on the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzai, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kibar. And the hand of the Lord was upon him there. And then I looked and behold, 
a whirlwind, a storm was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself, and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. They were sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings and on their four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings, and their wings touched one another. And the creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward. Oh my goodness, this is incredible. The hand of the Lord was placed on Ezekiel. You see, God speaks to us and through us when we are yielded to his perfect will. When we are yielded to his perfect will. Beloved, when we come to God and we finally get to the place where we say, yes, Lord, that's when he begins to use us. That's when the Lord begins to speak to us and things change in our lives. So allow yourself to be controlled by the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. Very important. Let's read on. It's interesting. Verse 10. This is fascinating. As for the likeness of their faces... Each had the face of a man. Each of the four had the face of a lion on the right side. Each of the four had the face of an ox on the left side. And each of the four had the face of an eagle. Now, this is fascinating. The faces on the, on the spiritual beings were similar to the faces we see here on earth. You see, animals were created by God. They are from his mind. Remember that. Next time you see an insect up close, microscope, remember that this, the mind of God came up with that. Now, sin had a part in it, but that's because we sinned. But the mind of God is creative and amazing. That's interesting, isn't it? Talk about spiritual technology. Just look around. Trees and plants and insects and bugs and creeping things and animals. It's amazing. All right, let's read on. This is a couple of verses here. Thus were their faces, their wings stretched upward. Two wings of each one touched one another and two covered their bodies. And each one went straight forward. They went wherever the spirit wanted to go. And they did not turn when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire like the appearance of the torches going back and forth among the living creatures. And the fire was bright, and out of their fire went lightning, and the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance like a flash of lightning. The creatures were using and communicating with power and energy not used and communicated by human beings in these dimensions, beloved. God will give us a new body when we are in heaven with all kinds of possibilities. Let me tell you something. I've I'm, I'm got a little technical here. 
But let me tell you something. Our new bodies in heaven are multidimensional bodies. It's exciting. I, I know that because, I mean, Jesus came into the room and the door didn't open. You know, we'll talk about this when we get into the New Testament. But and I was trying to figure that out. How did would he walk through a wall? And one engineer said to me, no, he just went back in time before the building was built and then stepped in and came forward in time to when the building was built. That never occurred to me. The dimensions that we are confined to in our new bodies in heaven and earth, we are not confined because God rewards those who love him and give their life to him. Come to Jesus today. Hi, Rod Hember here. We go through the Bible every year from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Now you can join us and watch at the time you like by searching Bible Discovery TV on the Roku box or on Amazon Fire TV. Anytime you want to watch us, we're there. Get a hold of it. Watch us anytime you want to. Welcome back to the program. Now, as I mentioned earlier, today and tomorrow, we're gonna to spend some time in Ezekiel chapter four as we try to figure out just what exactly Ezekiel's 430 days were and where they fit into history. Now, what we do know is that each day represented a year and that 390 years were given to Israel and 40 years were given to Judah. What we don't know is where these 430 years fit into history. And adding to the confusion is that Hebrew word avon, which is translated in the King James Bible as iniquity, but it can also mean punishment as the ESV Bible translates it. So is God laying upon Ezekiel the nation's iniquity or the punishment for that iniquity? And this matters because if God was laying the nation's iniquity or sin upon them, then this would place the 430 years prior to Ezekiel's time. But if God's laying the nation's punishment on them, then this would place the 430 years in Ezekiel's future. Now, obviously, this is not an easy question to answer, and a lot of scholars have proposed different theories on this. So check it out. Among all the biblical prophets, Ezekiel is best remembered for prophesying through public performances and street theater. In one such presentation, God directed the prophet to first lay on his left side for 390 days and then on his right for 40 more. While we know each day represented a year of judgment, 390 for the house of Israel and 40 for the house of Judah, nobody really knows what time period these 430 years correspond to because we are not told, nor do they seem to fit anywhere in history. Adding to the mystery is the Hebrew word avon used in this particular passage, which can be translated either as punishment or iniquity, depending on context. In other words, avon can refer to either an offense or its penalty. So was God placing on Ezekiel the nation's offense or the penalty of that offense? That is to say, are these 430 years an accounting of the nation's past sin, or do they represent years of their coming judgment? Unfortunately, determining which sense of the word is being used here isn't so clear-cut. That's because while Ezekiel's enactment seems to be pointing to punishment based upon context, this Hebrew word avon is also combined with the word bear, which usually carries the idea of iniquity. Based on these uncertainties, scholars have proposed various theories. 
Those who believe these 430 years are a reckoning of Israel's past sin have offered various suggestions. One is that the 390 years represent the period from the time of Solomon's unfaithfulness to the fall of Jerusalem in 586 BC, and that the 40 years represents the long reign of the exceedingly wicked Judean king Manasseh before his repentance. Others point out that the 40 years is also the length of a Jewish generation. Another idea is that these 430 years are a symbolic reference to the length of Israel's sojourn in Egypt. However, those who believe these 430 years represented Israel's future punishment also propose various solutions. According to one idea, the punishment of exile and Gentile rule was inflicted upon the Hebrew nation over a 430-year period, as extending from 597 to approximately 167 BC. This was the time Jewish rule returned to Judah through the Maccabean Revolt. Another theory posits that 70 years of this punishment were fulfilled during the Babylonian exile, leaving a remainder of 360 years. Interestingly, if we multiply these remaining years by seven, based upon God's promise in Leviticus 26 that he would punish his people seven times over if they did not obey him, we get a total figure of 2,520 years, which by Jewish reckoning equals 907,200 days. While the exact day of Israel's release from exile is not known, if they were set free on July 23rd of 587 BC, then the 2,520 years would bring us to May 14, 1948, the very day that Israel was re-established as a nation. While no one can know for sure exactly where these 430 years belong in history, to God, the master mathematician and the very creator of time, it is certainly no mystery. So that last theory, which brings the end of the 430 years to May 14th, 1948, is really interesting. And there's a lot more to it, but I had to end it there for the sake of time. But tomorrow, we're going to go more in depth with that particular idea. But keep in mind that nobody really knows where these 430 years belong. But that shouldn't really bother us because God does know. God was the one to set the time and the judgment and everything God declares comes to pass just as he said it would. And as God said in Jeremiah 23, 20, in the latter days, you will understand it perfectly. Yeah, that's really, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, but that's really interesting. Corey? All right, so I plugged it at the top of the program, but I want to talk about the Babylonian exile today. Not necessarily the, the different waves that it happened in, though it did happen in waves, not all at once, as we see reflected in Kings and Chronicles and, and Jeremiah as well. And even here in Ezekiel, because we see Ezekiel living as an exile in Babylon while Jerusalem still stands. In fact, uh, Ezekiel sends back word and prophecies to Jerusalem and Judah about their coming destruction as well, as we will see as we continue reading. But I wanted to focus in uh, on those individuals who actually were exiled into Babylon. Not everyone was, but a lot of people were. What would it have been like to live in the Babylonian exile? And interestingly, we find out that there would have been varying experiences. Take a look. Mm -hmm. 
Beginning in 597 BC, 11 years before the destruction of Jerusalem, Nebuchadnezzar enacted the first wave of deportations of citizens of Jerusalem to his Babylonian empire. This first exile was a show of his power, an attempt to squash any spirit of rebellion or independence in Judah. As rebellions continued, Nebuchadnezzar would call for at least two more rounds of deportation. The biblical accounts of the exiles in Babylon follow people like the prophet Ezekiel, whose personal life isn't expounded, and the prophet Daniel, who worked in the courts of Babylon in a privileged class with some of his other Judean captives. However, only a small number of exiles were taken under the wings of Nebuchadnezzar's palace administrators. The fate of the vast majority of Judeans are not chronicled in the Bible. The biblical notes that do exist are from the prophet Jeremiah, who urges the people to settle in Babylon, participate in everyday life and commerce because God's judgment would last a while. Today, it's known that the exiled Judeans took Jeremiah's words to heart. Found ancient texts have been translated coming from a city that was variously called Judatown, the city of the Judeans, or New Jerusalem. This was one of the cities Nebuchadnezzar gave to the exiled Judeans to live in. It may have been an old abandoned city, or perhaps it was new. Either way, the exiles would have been charged with building it up and becoming profitable citizens. At first, their dependence on the Babylonians must have been great. Imagine being taken from your home and placed in a completely different country, economy, society, and environment, and asked to farm and live. Much of your farming knowledge would not apply in this new ecosystem. Your knowledge of edible and medicinal plants would be different, and you'd have to learn a new language and social political structure. Nevertheless, this is exactly what the exiles did. Today, Judean individuals are identified from Babylonian records by their names that incorporate elements of God's proper name. But not all Judeans had those names. Some family records even show children receiving Babylonian names. From the Judeans that can be recognized, there's a clear progression of success from generation to generation, beginning quite humbly with barley as their grown commodity, and then branching out to land, grain, animals, and dates as the generations go on. The fate of all Judeans was not to become successful businessmen. It's quite likely that many Judeans struggled near the bottom of society. Others received the designation of royal merchants, and still others found themselves in the royal records of Babylon as officials of the king himself. There was surely a variety of outcomes for exiled Judeans, but the discovery of these ancient records help us trace the lives of this remnant of Judah. Always interesting when archaeology can give us a glimpse into the personal lives of people that we read about, you know, more from a bird's eye view in the Bible or in the rest of history. So such is the case here with uh, those living in the Babylonian exile. Yeah, it really, it's really interesting. And I just mentioned quickly that, that the segment Ryan did earlier, it was Chuck Misler's uh, theory as well, mm-hmm. May 14th, 1948. Yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. I'm telling you that is very interesting because we're into the 70 years uh, they're a nation and this is really something we're watching israel very closely very closely i'm telling you all right janice go ahead yes ezekiel chapter one as i'm reading through ezekiel i just can't stop thinking about the awesomeness of god words like indescribable words like incomprehensible 
And I think about these men that God called and showed His visions to Ezekiel.、Um, you know, we've come through the Book of Isaiah, and we see a lot of the visions that he saw and was responsible for writing down.、Uh, we're going to be coming up to the Book of Revelation, where John is given visions and he has to write them down. And it reminds me that our human comprehension, our language, no matter what language it is that you speak. Speak. Our words、um, can't fully describe or comprehend、uh, what we're seeing,、um, and、um, while we can know the true things about God, He's ultimately way beyond our full comprehension. And I just look at these things, and I, I when I, Rod, when I go, and, and Ryan and Corey as well, when I read these scriptures, I really ask the Lord. I try not to get. Um, too technical in my own mind about what these things can be, but rather I come to it、uh, prayerfully when I begin to read、um, that God would help me to to see that what He would help my spirit to know what I'm reading about and not to get sidetracked、um, by by some of the things that I'm reading because I think you know humanly. These are things that we have never seen.、Uh, now, some of the things in Ezekiel, he describes it as face of a man. He talks about oxen. He talks about things that we do know, but to put them all together sequentially to know exactly what it's talking about, I think is、uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And and I think that that we should pray as we enter into Ezekiel, and because there's a lot. There's the last eight chapters of Ezekiel that talk about. This temple and the procedures in this temple and what is this? Is this a millennial temple? I mean, what in the world is this? So that's very, very important. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we pray today and ask you to help us to see and understand what Ezekiel is saying. And Lord, we don't, we we can't understand all of it. But Lord, we pray that you would help us to just capture enough to be. Totally dedicated to who you are and what you're doing, because in these times we are getting very close to the coming of the Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would help us, help us to be sensitive, and help us to be understanding, and help us to be to pay attention to the details of the book of Ezekiel. And and I really stress that Lord help us to pay attention because this is really important. So for the next several days we're going to be studying this. Teach us your way and show us your path in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of us said together, "Amen and Amen." Well, Spotify is a great place where you can get your podcast. A lot of people talk about Spotify, but、uh, one of the things you may not know is that our our program, Bible Discovery, is on Spotify. And so, if you want to get our program sent to you in a podcast every day, then search Bible Discovery on Spotify and subscribe to it, and we'll be there. 
Father, as we pray today, I want to thank you for your precious word, which is so interesting. Help us today. 